Blog Talk Radio. Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency. Well, we understand, player. Incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. I want to start off, as I always do, by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator and ancestors. For without them, we would not be here most definitely As well as peace, big up, shout out, salute to the uncle of the conscious community, big brother Yusuf L, high frequency radio network creator, extraordinaire, privatesidesolutions.spcuniversity.com, or is it spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com? My bad, that's what it is. My fault. Either way, man. He's the guy, very, you know, I I like to consider him a very good friend of mine. And as always, I want to give a shout out to the big brother. I would also like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. It is imperative that you sign up for the email list, do your dance, get them exclusive offers, exclusive content only available to you email list subscribers that welcome to the foundation.com you can also check out the pdf section free information grab and go take away to go however you look at it and if you so choose you can check out the education tab you can find foundation trust series part one part two part three we break it down get into it Right in, I'm talking about Supreme Court case citations. We get into it. It's no joke. But if you're not ready for that, you can check out the Foundation Trust Primer. Over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. If you're just getting new to this, you know, maybe you're familiar. There's so many different types of trust. What is this brother so talking about? You know, hey, grab the Trust Primer at welcometothefoundation.com. In the education tab, you can also... Grab that passport. No SSN. Brother Chris L. came through and blessed us with this information on how to obtain the passport without giving out the SSN. Said part one. He told me personally, part one is how you get it. Part two is how you use it. And that's available as well. In the education tab at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com, the icon. It's you know one of those one of those caps that goes with the cap and gowns for graduations and graduators. You can also check out the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page. You can find those at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com as well. And if you so desire, you can book a consultation as well as make a donation. All from the same spot. It's very convenient. Welcome to the foundation.com. Appreciate y'all. I want to say peace to all the listeners. You know, all the live listeners, live callers, as well as the live internet listeners. 
all the archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, however you're checking out the show, I definitely want to say peace to you, as well as I want to say peace to all the trustees and private trustee training here at the foundation, and all those investing in their private education, however you choose to do such a thing, just invest in your private education, I highly recommend it. I want to say peace to anyone we've done business with in the private via consultation or otherwise. Uh, Peace to anyone who sent an email or current event or well wishes or otherwise added to the foundation. Today's show, we're going to be talking about tax exempt private family foundations. Tax exempt private family foundations. I've spoken on this before. But not in the way that I'm going to do it this evening. So we're going to jump into that after we get into these current events. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's crazy what's going on. I mean, I mean, wow. Wow. So we're going to jump in here and start off with Reuters.com. We got Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Yellen sees no inflation problem after rate hike. Comments Royal Wall Street. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Tuesday, this is yesterday, she sees no inflation problem brewing, excuse me, downplaying earlier comments that rate hikes may be needed to stop the economy from overheating as President Joe Biden's spending plans boost growth that was yesterday today cnn business janet yellen just proved markets can't handle the truth cnn business when treasury secretary janet yellen speaks investors listen and on tuesday they didn't like what they heard the details at an event hosted by the atlantic yellen An economist who previously led the Federal Reserve indicated that the central bank may need to hike interest rates to prevent prices from rising too quickly. Quote, it may be that interest rates will have to rise somewhat to make sure that our economy doesn't overheat. End quote, Yellen said. Her comments rippled through markets, feeding a sell-off in tech stocks that could take a beating when rates rise. She later clarified that she wasn't predicting or making any recommendations to the Fed whose independence she respects and does not expect inflation to be a persistent major issue. Quote, I don't think there's going to be an inflationary problem, but if there is, the Fed can be counted on to address it. Yellen said later Tuesday at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit, the content of what Yellen said wasn't revolutionary. The U.S. economy is on track to stage a full recovery From the panorama this year as demand bounces back and the employment situation improves as the economy strengthens, excuse me, the Federal Reserve will eventually have to raise rates, which can't stay at rock bottom levels indefinitely. Quote, markets were unhappy at this statement of the blindingly obvious. This is Paul Donovan. Chief economist at UBS Global Wealth Management, who went on to say rates will clearly rise in the future, end quote. But investors remain on edge about when exactly that will happen, especially 
with valuations of assets like stocks looking extremely rich and vulnerable to a pull back. Most Federal Reserve officials think the central bank won't move away from super low interest rates until after 2023. At the same time, signs of price pressures in different parts of the economy are growing. Bottlenecks following the panorama are causing all kinds of problems and supply chains that could lead to higher prices. Car makers uh, said today that the computer chip shortage roiling the auto industry is getting worse. Meanwhile, the price of commodities is climbing. With, Bloom, with the Bloomberg Commodity Spot Index, which tracks 23 raw materials, hitting its highest level since 2011. In a survey of manufacturers from the Institute of Supply Management released earlier this week, suppliers complained of rising prices as well as limited availability of parts and materials that were making it difficult to meet the burst of demand. Quote, the current electronics semiconductor shortage is having tremendous impacts on lead times and pricing. Additionally, there appears to be a general inflation of prices across most, if not all, supply lines. End, end quote. Whether investors want it or not, post-panorama inflation have arrived. What matters is whether higher prices are transient, as Yellen forecast, or turn out to have staying power. The question is, I'm sorry, quote, the question is not whether there will be some inflation this year, but whether it will represent overheating of the economy as a whole. This is Jay Bradford DeLong, a professor of economy, I'm sorry, a professor of economics at the University of California at Berkeley, which was, which was written in a column published yesterday. Fed up with remote work. Wall Street's bosses are preparing to bring employees back to the office on a large scale, moves that could reinvigorate the United States Financial Center after more than a year of the panorama moving forward. CNN. Nope, my bad. This is Reuters. Hold on. Kill the music. Reuters.com. Digital dollar project to launch five U.S. Central Bank digital currency pilots. Yep, here it comes. The U.S. nonprofit Digital Dollar Project said on Monday it will launch five pilot programs over the next 12 months to test the potential uses of U.S. central bank digital currency. The first effort of its kind in the United States. Y'all ready for the digital dollar? I hope you are, CNBC. You don't actually own the Bitcoin you buy on PayPal. But you can still make a profit. Don't worry about it. You can still make money just, you know, off of what you don't own. Remember, the World Economic Forum says that you will own nothing and you will still be happy. Maybe this is part of it. It is easier than ever to buy Bitcoin, but be careful which platform you choose because you may not actually own the Bitcoin that you are buying. Just take PayPal. The digital payments company made a big push into crypto last year, and the platform now allows users in the United States to buy, sell, hold, and check out 
with cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Dash, and Litecoin. Venmo, the mobile wallet owned by PayPal, also lets customers buy and sell cryptocurrencies. You can start by investing as little as $1, and you don't have to open a special account to deal in crypto coins. Sounds pretty great, right? But those coins you're buying are not technically yours. Quote, PayPal manages the wallets, which means that you don't necessarily hold your own Bitcoin. End quote. This is Mike Buccella, general partner at Block Tower Capital. Typically, when you purchase Bitcoin, you are given two things to make that ownership official, a public and a private key pair. The public key is your wallet address. The private key gives you control of that wallet. With PayPal, you have access to your public address, but not the com- I'm sorry, but the company controls the private key. In the crypto on PayPal, FAQ or frequently asked questions section of the app the company explains that quote the crypto in your account cannot be transferred to other accounts on or off paypal end quote it is a limitation which feels odd given that this is meant to be an asset you own you can think of the custodial agreement as kind of an iou for your bitcoin iou you got y'all getting fiat bitcoin that's what you messing with paypal bottom line quote it's similar to when you deposit u.s dollars in the bank of america End quote, said Ashish Birla, a general manager at Ripple, who went on to say, quote, you're trusting that Bank of America actually has your U.S. dollars in the bank accounts, and they're giving you an IOU, end quote. This means that customers can't move their Bitcoin to cold storage, nor can they transfer tokens to a wallet outside of the PayPal ecosystem. Buccella explained that while the user is very limited in terms of what they can do with the asset, from a business perspective, it makes perfect sense for PayPal. Quote, it reduces a lot of the know your customer or KYC anti-money laundering potential issues that some of the larger players had in managing wallet to wallet transfers that are now, I'm sorry, that are not within their platform. To be fair, Not everyone wants the responsibility of safeguarding their crypto holdings. For real? I'm not sure. Quote, if you lose the public and private key, you lose your coin. If you're a novice in the crypto space and you're not comfortable holding your own private and public key, then it might be safer to delegate that access to PayPal and quote. I don't know. uh, I mean, sounds good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound good at all. I'm sorry. Ripple's former CTO. For example, lost his private key, forfeiting about $400 million worth of Bitcoin at today's token price. PayPal's interface itself is pretty easy to use, blah, 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 blah. You can get the idea. Don't worry about it. But you don't technically own the crypto. Reuters.com, U.S. court authorizes the IRS to seek identities of taxpayers who have used cryptocurrency. Aye, aye, aye. A federal court in the United States has authorized the Internal Revenue Service to serve a, quote, John Doe summons, end quote, on the crypto exchange Kraken, seeking identities of U.S. taxpayers who have used cryptocurrency, the Department of Justice said today. Other exchanges 
may be subject to the summons as well. The IRS is seeking information about taxpayers who conducted at least $20,000 worth of transactions in cryptocurrencies from 2016 to 2020. The Department of Justice said in the statement, quote, those who transact with cryptocurrency must meet their tax obligations like any other taxpayer, end quote, acting assistant attorney general David Hubbard, Hubert, one of those works probably of the Justice Department's tax division, said in a statement, mm-mm-mm. I don't know how you feel about that. I thought that was important, so we 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 led with those those articles. Moving forward, Warriors.com, U.S. service sector slows modestly in April, according to the ISM survey. U.S. services industry activity grew at a slightly slower pace in April, likely restrained by shortages of inputs amid a burst of demand that is being driven by massive fiscal stimulus and a rapidly improving public health environment. The Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, said today its non-manufacturing activity index fell to a reading of 62.7 last month, down from 63.7 in March, which was the highest on record A reading above 50 indicates growth in the services sector, which accounts for more than two-thirds of the United States' economic activity. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast the index rising to 64.3 in April, which it did not. The findings mirrored the ISM's manufacturing survey published on Monday showing bottlenecks. I'm sorry, bottlenecks. I said bottlenecks. Those two. In the supply chain constraining factory activity, in April, the economy is experiencing a boom in demand thanks to the White House's massive $1.9 trillion panorama relief package and the expansion of the Pope Pokes program to all adult Americans. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said last week that the United States Central Bank expected the bottlenecks would be resolved as workers and businesses adapted, adding, quote, we think of them as not calling for a change in monetary policy, end quote, the Fed has slashed its benchmark interest rate to near zero and is pumping money into the economy. Inventories at businesses were drawn down in the first quarter as consumer spending soared. The economy grew at a 6.4% annualized rate in, gen- in the January to March quarter after expanding at a 4.3% pace in the fourth quarter of 2020. Most economics Most economists expect double-digit growth domestic, gross domestic product growth. Man, this is some tongue twisters, which would position the economy for growth of at least 7%, which would be the fastest since 1984. The economy contracted 3.5% in 2020, its worst performance in 74 years player. Demand for services could, could surge. They could in the coming months as poke poked Americans go on vacations and visit theaters, among other activities. Many states, including Nueva York, Nueva Jersey, and Connecticut, are lifting most of their poke poke capacity restrictions 
on businesses. The ISM survey's measure of new orders for services industry dropped in April from an all-time high in March. Backlogs of uncompleted work increased strongly, underscoring the impact of the supply constraints. Inventories contracted and businesses boosted imports. They continued to pay more for inputs. The survey's measure of prices paid by services industries rose to 76.8, the highest reading since July 2008. It measure, its measure, my fault, of services industry employment rose, blah, blah, blah. The Labor Department will publish April's employment report this Friday. Moving forward to CNBC, Powell plays down inflation again while Yellen sees possible return to full employment by 2022. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, who succeeded Yellen as head of the central bank, made their first joint appearance on Capitol Hill to discuss the nation's economic response to the panorama. Their testimony on the oversight of the Treasury Department's and Federal Reserve's panorama response required as part of the CARES Act focused on how the nation's economic recovery is far from complete, but that's, quote, swift and vigorous action, end quote, from Congress and the Fed avoided the worst. Quote, we are meeting at a hopeful moment for the economy, but still a daunting one, Yellen said in her opening remarks to the House Committee on Financial Services who went on to say, while we're seeing signs of recovery, we should be clear-eyed about the hole we're digging out of, end quote. Powell described the CARES Act, the sweeping emergency panorama aid package implemented in March of 2020 as historically important legislation that provided critical support in our nation's hour of need. Quote, Congress provided by far the fastest and largest response to any post-war economic downturn, offering fiscal support for households, businesses, health care providers, and state and local governments, end quote, Powell said. Since then, the housing market, quote, has more than fully recovered from the downturn. Business investment and manufacturing production have picked up, but spending on services remains low. Yellen painted a similar optimistic picture of the economy in her responses to the committee, saying that while 10 million people still remain jobless, quote, we may see a return to full employment next year, end quote. With the passage of the American Rescue Plan, I'm confident people will reach the other side of this panorama with the foundations of their lives intact and will be met there by a growing economy, Yellen said. Speaking on the president's $1.9 trillion poke poke physical aid package. However, she noted that there's still some deep pockets of pain and that the pain for people suffering to sustain unemployment and the ensuing financial difficulties can weigh on them for years. Uh, moving forward, Reuters, Wall Street rises as mega cap stocks bounce. The Dow hits a record high. Isn't that special? Moving forward, CNBC, U.S. trade deficit surges to record 
high with the shortfall with China keeps rising. The U.S. trade deficit hit a fresh record high in March as consumers flushed with government cash spurred a continuing demand for foreign-made goods. With a new round of $1,400 stimulus checks pouring in and domestic economy continuing to show substantial improvement, the imbalance in goods and services with respect to the world swelled to $74 billion, $400 million. The Commerce Department reported yesterday that's the highest level ever in a data series that goes back to January 1992 and represents a 57.6% increase from the same period year, a year ago and higher than the $70 billion, $500 million in February. The trade imbalance with China increased more than 22% to $36.9 billion. The deficit with Mexico rose 23.5% to $8.4 billion. Quote, stimulus has kept American consumer spending through the panorama, but restrictions on high contact industries have diverted consumer spending from domestically produced services to goods, much of which are imported. End quote. This is Bill Adams, senior economist at PNC. Exports actually increased for the month rising $200 billion, or 6.6%, but that was offset by a continued demand for imported goods, which increased 6.3%, or $274 billion, $500 million. 6.3% is $274 billion? The deficit has risen nearly 10% in 2021 alone and has exploded from the $47.2 billion level in March 2020, just as the United States was entering the early days of the panorama. Imports in 2021 have increased by 8.5%, while exports have fallen 3.5%. That's an ouch face. Ouch face. Adams said the shortfall is likely to decline in coming months as recovery progresses. Quote, As the panorama comes under control in the United States, American consumers will spend less on imported goods, shrinking imports, and foreigners will buy more U.S. exports as their economies recover further. I don't know. I I don't know. If you believe that, I got beach beachfront property to sell you in Arizona. Reuters.com. Feds Evans says policy likely on hold for some time. Though much more optimistic about the economic growth and unemployment than just a few months ago, Chicago Federal Reserve Bank President Charles Evans today reiterated his worries about reaching the Fed's two point. I'm sorry, 2% inflation goal and said he expects monetary policy to stay super easy for some time. The thing of it is, once they turn on the faucets, uh, I don't see how they're going to turn them off. I really don't. It just, it looks weird to me. It really does. CNBC, Yellen pushes for global minimum tax rate to create more level playing field. 
This just blows my mind. Higher corporate taxes are a key part of paying for the president's $2 billion, I'm sorry, it's not even billion, it's trillion, $2 trillion infrastructure package in order to keep American multinational companies from being at a competitive disadvantage. The administration is lobbying for other countries to commit to a tax floor, man. This is this is so weird to me. In a speech to the, to the Chicago Council on Global Affairs Monday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen heralded a return to multilateralism after four years of diplomatic and economic isolationism. America first must never mean America alone. And I think I spoke on this last week. This is an area in which the United States is now trying to exercise some leadership. This is Eric Totter, Toter, Teeter, <laughs> Institute Fellow at the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, yelling, called on other nations to support the initiative, saying that the United States is working with other G20 nations to develop and implement a global minimum tax, man which she said would, quote, stop the race to the bottom, end quote, and foster more equitable economic growth among countries and regions. This is weird. This is so weird to me. Quote, together we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives based on a more level playing field in the taxation of multinational corporations and spurs innovation, growth, and prosperity, end quote. She said, how do taxes spur innovation, growth, and prosperity? I posed the question to the audience, man. Biden's plan calls for a corporate tax rate of 28%, effectively splitting the difference between the 21% rate signed into law in 2017 and the 35% it had been prior to the cuts. And for doubling the current offshore tax rate of 10.5%, the president dismissed the idea that raising corporate tax rates would hinder America's economic recovery, telling reporters that the White House that, quote, there's no evidence of that, end quote. There, of course, there's no evidence of that because it's never been done before, fool. I'm moving forward. I got to get through a couple more of these, man. Private payrolls post biggest gain in seven months. Reuters.com, CNN Business, new homes cost $36,000 more because of an epic shortage of lumber. As the panorama crushed the United States economy last spring, sawmills shut down lumber production to brace for a housing slump. The slump never arrived, and now there isn't enough lumber to feed the red-hot housing market. The shortage is delaying construction of badly needed new homes, complicating renovations of existing ones, and causing sticker shock for buyers in what was already a scorching market. Random length lumber futures hit a record high of $1,615, man. A staggering seven-fold gain from the low in April of 2020 is a big deal because lumber is the most substantial supply that home builders buy. 
Quote, I've never seen anything like this. This is Brant Chesson, the president and CEO of Homes by Dickerson, a rally North Carolina-based home builder. Chesson said his company would love to build more to meet surging demand, but currently it can't make any way to find the materials or labor to do so. Quote, it's absolutely contributing to a shortage of housing. End quote. He said, this is crazy. And because the housing market is on fire, the lumber shortage is costing many prospective home buyers even more money. Surging lumber prices alone have pushed the price of an average new single family home. $35,872 higher, according to an analysis by the National Association of Home Builders. While lumber prices have gone up, we have been able to pass it on to the consumer with higher prices for homes. This is Jeffrey Mesger, CEO of KB Home. And there is still far more demand than there is supply. But builders can't jack up prices forever. This can only last for so long before affordability comes in becomes in demand pauses lumber is so hot it's being stolen independent builders which lack the scale advantages of large construction companies like kb home are already feeling the pain tom mccarthy can't finish building a home in bergen county new jersey because of the lumber shortage he said there are prices i'm sorry quote there are pieces of wood that we can't find End quote. McCarthy estimates the cost of lumber for a home will hit $70,000, nearly double the cost of building the exact same home in a nearby town just eight months ago. Some renters are also buying, I'm sorry, paying the price. The NAHB estimates that the lumber price spike has added nearly $12,000 to the market value of an average newly built multifamily home, translating to households paying an extra $119 per month to rent a new apartment. The shortage and price boom is so extreme that builders report having lumber and other raw material stolen from their construction sites. Quote, theft has been huge in our market. We have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen during the year. End quote. Yipes. And yipes face. CNN Business when a market bubble isn't the end of the story, I see this as an admittance that the market is in a bubble. From the price of stocks to Ethereum, it's no secret that markets continue to look extremely frothy. What's happening, the S&P 500 remains just below its all-time high, while the cryptocurrency Ethereum notched a new record, jumping above $3,400. That may seem like good reason for investors to consider taking money off the table, avoiding heavy exposure to a potential crash. But in new research, JP Morgan explores a different approach. What if investors choose to invest into bubbles and not around them? To bolster this argument, strategist John Norman makes a few key points. First, he notes that extreme valuations are fairly common, though more so for stocks and commodities than for bonds. And can sometimes last for many years. Second, he writes that 80% of expensive markets that crash spectacularly eventually make new all-time highs. Well, this could allow some investors to argue that they're not looking at a serious, I'm sorry, a series of irrational bubbles. Instead, 
Some price jumps could just be the result of overexcited investors who are looking at a very real prospect of growth, but are getting a bit ahead of themselves. Yeah, whatever, man. Reuters.com, is it over yet? Still no recession end date as U.S. economy hums along. If you're a California consumer, you have the right at any time to direct a business that sells your personal information to third parties not to sell your personal information. But what does that have to do with a recession? Well, a lot of California uh, companies, a lot of Californians, are realizing that their information is up for sale and in the recession they may want to get in on the proceeds. Wow. I guess it's not over. CNBC, U.S. economy grew at 6.4% annual rate in the first quarter as consumer spending drives robust recovery. It's because of the stimulus, man. The reopening economy surged. In President Joe Biden's first 100 days, with the U.S. gross domestic product growth hitting 6.4%, the second best quarterly reading since 2003, after the panorama rebound of the third quarter of last year, consumer spending, which accounts for two-thirds of economic growth activity, increased by 10.7% in the first quarter, according to the advanced estimates released last Thursday from the Commerce Department. Spending on services saw a small recovery. Consumer confidence hit a 14-month high. Uh, That's what I'm telling you. I don't think they can turn the stimulus off. We'll see, though. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon says economic boom could easily run into 2023. Dimon attributed the potential boom to consumer savings, a stimulus boost, Biden's infrastructure plan, successful poke pokes, and euphoria around the end of the panorama. What do you think? I don't know. This is important. CNBC, once again, federal judge overturns national eviction ban. Uh Uh-oh. Federal judge Dabney Frederick struck down today the national eviction moratorium potentially, 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 (laughs) potentially, leaving millions of Americans at risk of losing their homes two months earlier than expected. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has banned most evictions across the country since September. Since when does the CDC... Uh, well, look, I'm not, let's not get into that. The protection was slated to expire at the end of January, but President Joe Biden had extended it first until April and later through June. Some one in five renters across the United States are struggling to keep up with their payments amid the panorama, and states are scrambling to disperse more than $45 billion in rental assistance allocated by Congress. A spokesman for the Department of Justice said it planned to appeal the ruling. It also seeks to stay of the decision, meaning the ban would remain in effect throughout the court battle. Quote, a recent study estimates that there are 1.55 million fewer evictions filed during 2020 than would be expected due to the moratorium. So it clearly has a huge benefit. 
Housing advocates have said that the national ban is necessary to, necessary to stave off an unprecedented displacement of Americans, which could worsen the panorama just as the country is turning a corner. Researchers have found that allowing evictions to continue in certain states caused as many as 433,700 excess cases of the blau blau. And 10,700 additional deaths in the U.S. between March and September before the CDC ban went into effect nationwide. So, okay, I, I don't, whatever. At least two other federal judges have questioned the CDC's power to ban evictions, and landlords have criticized the policy, saying they can't afford to continue housing people for free. The decision from the U.S. District Court of the, of the District of Columbia... was by Frederick who was appointed to the court in 2017 by former President Donald Trump is a victory for property owners who challenged the CDC's moratorium several court rulings have attempted to strike down the moratorium but all had limited application while this ruling is written more starkly than previous ones it likely has equally limited application impacting only plaintiffs who brought the case Think about that. CNBC PayPal CEO touts next generation digital wallet after earnings beat. PayPal shares rose as much as five and a half percent in after hours trading today after reporting first quarter earnings that were stronger than analysts had expected. Revenue grew 31 percent. On an earnings call, CEO Dan Schulman pointed to cryptocurrency as a key growth engine for the company. Quote, we've got a tremendous amount of really great results going on tactically with our crypto efforts. End quote. This is Schulman said. He went on to say that half of crypto users open their PayPal app daily, suggesting that it increases engagement for users. The mobile payments company made a big push into crypto in the last six months, allowing users in the U.S. to buy, sell, and check out with cryptocurrencies. Very interesting what's going on. This stuff is going mainstream. We're almost finished here, y'all. Reuters.com, driver shortage, looming regulation, cloud, Uber, and Lyft recovery. As U.S. customers gradually hail more rides after a year of the panorama, man. Uber Technologies and Lyft Incorporation. Recovery story is clouded by driver shortages and regulatory threats to have workers reclassified as employees. And most people think that this, this would be more beneficial to the drivers I don't know about that I'm not sure it definitely would be more beneficial to the government with regards to payroll taxes Blue Origin opens up bidding for the first spectacular space tourism trip 
in July. Blue Origin billionaire Jeff Bezos' rocket company said today it's targeting July 20th for its first suborbital sightseeing trip on its new Shepard spacecraft, a landmark moment in a competition to usher in a new era of private commercial space travel. Blue Origin also said it will offer one seat on the first flight to the winning bidder of a five-week online auction, the proceeds of which will be donated to the space firm's foundation. Oh. The capsule features six observation windows. Blue Origin says are nearly three times as tall as those in a Boeing 747 jetliner and the largest ever used in space. The view will be spectacular. Blue Origin's director of astronaut sales, Ariane Cornell, said. After his first flight in July, Cornell said Blue Origin would have a couple more crewed flights before the end of the year. She declined to disclose the details of the ticket price, which has been a closely guarded secret inside the company for years. Y'all trying to go in space? I'm not. CNN Business, Tesla bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin early this year. By the end of March, it was worth $2.5 billion. They made a billion dollars. The company disclosed in February that it used some of its available cash to invest $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. Tesla on Monday reported a record quarterly profit, disclosing it sold 10% of its Bitcoin stake, netting a $101 million profit on those sales. Interesting. But getting into the show, and this is the last current event, Reuters.com, Bill and Melinda Gates are set to divorce. I'm sad. I'm weeping. I'm weeping. But charitable foundation to remain intact. They're going to keep the foundation intact. I don't know if you care about these billionaires. I care what they do. I like to do what they do and not do what those without money do. But today we're talking about tax-exempt private family foundations. Now, and, and as an announcement, that's it for current events. I'm just going to start off by saying we are taught to believe things. We are taught to believe certain things are out of our reach, such as love, maybe success, maybe wealth, possibly happiness. This is not true technically, but it is known that if we believe it to be true, we make it true. One of my missions, so L, here at the Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network, is to normalize what many consider vehicles of the wealthy, trusts, foundations, endowments, cash value, life insurance policies, uh, private placement accounts, these things that usually most people will tell you is reserved for the wealthy. I don't think so much. Most wealthy people and wealthy families have a foundation, a private family foundation. 
it is tax exempt. It is typically designated as a charity. So we got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, the, the Zuckerberg Foundation, the Clinton Foundation. There's a lot of different private family foundations that you may recognize when we speak their name. I'm going to pancake some toast this evening and tell y'all exactly what a foundation is and how they're used. But first, I have this article from 2004, specifically Thursday, July 22nd. It's an announcement regarding Bill Gates. And how he was to donate $3 billion in stock to his foundation. Microsoft chair Bill Gates announced plans to donate $3 billion in stocks to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's Technology, Education, and Health Initiatives. And this is what he did. So, Microsoft, obviously, was a company that Bill Gates started. Made, it, it, it makes a lot of money. One of the ways that the wealthy avoid taxes legally is by making donations to their own private family foundations. Typically, they are the trustees of these foundations. They make the donation, take the charitable deduction on their taxes, but still they control the money. It's like taking cash out of one pocket, putting it in another pocket, and getting a charitable deduction. It's the most simple way I can describe it. The wealthy in this country understand that there's three essential elements to wealth preservation. First is control. You have to control your wealth. The second is flexibility. And the third is tax minimization or tax mitigation. So what happened was, ultimately, a lot of these wealthy people, wealthy individuals, will come out with this positive public relations or PR news or coverage that they're donating their wealth or a portion of their wealth to charity. In reality, they're donating it to their own charities. Now, the thing of it is with private family foundations, as I said, the controllers of these entities are in fact the family members. There are a lot of benefits with regard to administering a private family foundation. Number one is the tax deductions for donations made to your foundation. You make donations to your own foundation most of the time and receive a tax deduction. Specifically, 
An individual is able to donate up to 50% of their adjusted gross income to a public charity and receive a charitable deduction. An individual is able to donate up to 30% to a private foundation, which means anyone whose family administers their family foundation can legally, if they have a, a, a job or income derived from the public, can reduce their taxable income by 30% every year. Think about that for a second. It is the legal reduction of taxable income of 30% every single year. The individual can donate up to 30% of their adjusted gross income to a private charity and receive a charitable deduction on their taxes. A business, you have an LLC, you have a corporation, businesses can donate up to 10% of their adjusted gross income to a private charity and receive a charitable deduction. So from the business income, that's 10%. From the personal income, that's 30%. That's that's 40% altogether in tax savings. These donations are in an account under the name of the private family foundation that is controlled by the family members. Private family foundations must expense expense 5% of their annual donations. Expense, not donate, expense. Look it up. I'm not giving legal advice, tax advice, nothing. This is for education, information, entertainment, whatever, purposes. And a lot of times, these foundations are able to offer loans, to individuals as well as businesses, they're able to offer loans. I'm sorry, to grants to individuals and businesses. They're able to solicit grants from other charities, larger charities. And these foundations generate income off investments tax free. I'm going to say it again. They generate income off investments tax-free. Think of uh, one of those big churches. And the pastor or the preacher or whatever they're known as, a lot of these large churches, some of them you see on TV, they, they have the church owns private jets. It owns very nice cars. It owns a lot of property. And those who work for the church the heads of the church have access and use of the property of the church due to the nature of the administration of the church, you know. And I would associate this very closely with the private family foundation. The private family foundation can acquire assets, can make investments, and generate income from investments tax-free. Now, Bill Gates donated... $3 billion 
in stocks to his own private family foundation and then turn around and Microsoft initiated the largest and first and only dividend The Redmond-based company plans to pay a one-time dividend of $3 per share at the cost of $32 billion and will double its annual dividend to $0.32 cents per share. Microsoft began offering a dividend in 2003. The company also said it plans to buy back as much as $30 billion of the company's stocks over the next four years. The payoff suggests Microsoft has, at least for now, put off plans to use the money to make major acquisitions. Microsoft disclosed last month that it had initiated merger talks Blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to put this in perspective. This man donated $3 billion in stocks to his own private family foundation. He took a charitable deduction on his taxes. The, The company, Microsoft, which this foundation owned stocks in of $3 billion turned around and did the largest dividend payout, the first and only dividend payout at that time to its shareholders. The the largest shareholders, the $3 billion shareholder being its own foundation or Bill Gates own foundation. So it gen- the the foundation generated that income from holding the shares tax free then the company turned around and spent 32 billion dollars buying back shares so the foundation do- the shares were donated to the foundation the company did the largest dividend payout the first of its kind at the time So the, found, the, the, the foundation received the shares, then received the dividend payout. Then the company came and bought the shares back from the foundation. We're talking billions and billions of dollars tax-free in this foundation. Now, I understand that this is a large scale. We're talking about Microsoft. We're talking about billions of dollars. And most people would be like, so what does this have to do with me? I already told you, if you're an individual, if you work a job, you can legally reduce your taxable income by 30% every single year by donating 30% of your adjusted gross income to your own private family foundation. It gets even better. If you're structured properly, you know me, and we're all about trust over here at the foundation. We know that the foundation of this entire economic system is trust. So, the types of trust that we administer here in the private, they're they're known as technically contract entities. 
with the IRS recognizing three separate types of trust, grantor, simple, and complex, a complex trust. Not only can a complex trust disperse 100% of its taxable income to its beneficiaries and therefore owe no tax, but a complex trust can donate 100% of its taxable income to a private charity. It's the only entity that can donate 100% of its taxable income to a private charity. Individuals can only donate 30% of their income to a private charity. Companies, corporations, LLCs can only donate 10% of its taxable income to a private charity. Complex trusts can donate 100% of its taxable income to a private charity, also known as a private family foundation. What is a private family foundation? It is a contract. It is essentially a trust. It's a private trust that has a charitable purpose. Charitable purpose. You can do a search for charitable purpose right now. And you'll see there's, there's, there's several, several activities that constitute charitable purposes. Now, a private family foundation is a non-operating grant-making foundation, which means it does not go out in and of itself and perform charitable works. What it does is it offers grants, if it so chooses, if the board of directors or the trustees, the board of trustees in this situation, determine that the foundation will offer grants, it offers grants for charitable purposes, charitable activities. These grants can be to individuals, corporations, and other charities. I hope y'all following where I'm going. A lot of people want to get into this tax-exempt dance. You know, the W-8 ban and, you know, with their 9-8 number and all these different things. But if you have had the foresight, if you've heard any of the other episodes where I spoke on private family foundations, if you looked into it and you did your due diligence, you probably did not believe what you came across. It's really hard to fathom the power of a private family foundation. We we typically relegate it to that of only being for the wealthy. It's not for us. That's not true. There's benefits of a private family foundation, tax benefits. If you're private, if you're operating private structures, there's also benefits of a private family foundation. If you have a job, if you're a W-2 worker, you will effectively, legally, reduce your taxable income by 30%, which means if you make $100,000, you're only tax, you're only looking at paying taxes or having taxable income of $70,000. It's a big deal, and it adds up over time. Private family foundations, like I said earlier, can offer loans to businesses, to trusts, and to individuals. 
These loans can be used to acquire property, to start businesses, to acquire vehicles, at favorable terms, of course, at interest, but it is a tool that is used to perpetuate wealth and to build wealth within a family. It is very, very powerful. They're very powerful. And every member of your family can offer donations to the foundations. But guess what? Trustees of the private family foundations and foundations themselves are offer, are authorized to, at least once a year, provide a family retreat. As long as there are meetings and activities with regards to the foundation's administration, a family retreat can be anywhere, anywhere in the world. On top of offering loans, on top of reducing taxable income of individuals and your company, on top of generating income off investments tax-free, there is a benefit of the family retreat. It is an expense to the foundation. Remember I said the foundations must expense 5% of their annual donations received. That includes the family retreat. It includes the tax return preparation. It includes office supplies. It includes the lease of property or office space of the family foundation. There are many, many, many hundreds and hundreds of foundations, hundreds and thousands of foundations in the United States that do not ever participate in charitable activities. Coupled with a properly established private estate of trust structures, this is how the wealthy legally bring their taxable income from 37% to 26% down to 3%, 5%, and a lot of times 0%. Many people will say that, hey, so this is only for the wealthy. That is not true. It's not true at all. Something that we can learn As I said we're taught to believe things are out of our reach This is not true But it is known that if we believe it to be true We will make it true Many people don't understand The potential benefits Of administering not only your private estate Through trust structures But making a private family foundation a part of that estate 
Real quick, we got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're listening online, you're going to want to call in because we are going to go over. The call-in number is 563-999-3625. Once again, 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be disconnected in about 20 seconds. But the Private Family Foundation is absolutely no joke. Properly understood and administered, even if you don't have private trust structures, the benefits are crazy. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely insane. It does take some time to, you know, get used to and get familiar with these benefits and I, I suggest if, if you at, are at all interested you contact me at the foundation with regards to trustee training admin at welcome to the foundation.com simply because if you have not been in trustee training here at the foundation or you cannot demonstrate That you are well versed in trust administration. I'm not going to talk to you about private family foundations. Why? Because it is a trust structure. Well, why? Because if you don't understand how to administer trust, you are very, very probable to get yourself in trouble. Why? Because the beneficiary of this entity, this foundation, is the public. It's tax exempt, and you're offering public individuals and public companies charitable deductions on their tax returns it's a very 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 sticky situation to be in when you don't know what you're doing and you don't have the proper understanding education and know-how of how to administer private contractual entities from arm's length, no self-dealing in your fiduciary capacity. Investing in your private education is paramount if you're looking to set up your family estate for wealth to perpetuate generation, generational wealth, perpetuate that wealth through generations. And to keep it whole. Of course. You want to participate in the charitable activities. Of course, man. Of course. But avoiding these wealth eroding factors. Specifically taxation. Then we get into things like the endowments, founder stock. And you can only participate in founder stock through a public charity, a trust, or a private foundation. It's, it is a powerful tool to maintain control with 
with a tax exempt entity as long as you follow the four pillars of the foundation which is governance management investment and grant making You can set yourself and your family up in a position, the same exact position that the wealthy in this country are in. Not going to have the same amount of money, not going to be able to make moves like Bill Gates unless you start a company like Microsoft, which, which is possible. You can definitely do that. But. You can definitely begin to change your life and the life of your family by properly establishing not only your private estate through contract entities, but a private family foundation. The Internal Revenue Service will send the foundation a tax-exempt letter. It's very easy to maintain that tax-exempt status as long as you are following the rules. This is an entity that really changes the game. And if you're familiar with trust administration, it's very simple to transition from administering a trust to transmit to administering a private family foundation. Bill Gates, man. You know, I studied the wealthy in this country extensively. A man donated $3 billion in stocks to his foundation, took the charitable deduction. Microsoft turned around and did the largest dividend in its history. And then turned around after the foundation received the dividends on the stocks it held, Microsoft turned around and bought probably most of the stocks from the foundation the dividend payment as well as the purchase the purchase price of selling the stock back to the company was all tax free income to the private family foundation so when you see that you know oh Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation did this did that did this did that you gotta understand that was an ingenious way to fund their foundation. Very, very genius. And on a smaller scale, we can do the same thing. A private family foundation can own the shares of, of the family corporation, can own the majority shares of the family corporation, can own the minority shares. And when the family corporation or LLC passes its taxable income to its man, its members, member owners, or its corporate shareholders, one of those members or corporate shareholders could be the private family foundation. A foundation can acquire assets for use by the foundation trustees and junior trustees 
and ultimately the governing instrument of the the structure itself is a contract and contract makes the law y'all know I wax poetic about contracts private contracts it's um it's an amazing thing to have your private affairs in order a lot of people you know wonder why I don't talk about this charge the main reason is that Yusuf all you need private you know go to spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com he has a class SPC University he has education on it why do I need to speak on it and number two I have no interest in it. I have no interest in discharging debts. I have no interest in sending instruments. It's a, to me, it's unnecessary. I've structured my estate and my affairs to where I don't find it necessary. I don't. I don't. I focus on generating income for the private estate and being a, a proper steward of the wealth of my family and the estate takes care of me I tell people you can focus on um, cash writing checks or acceptance for value or and I'm not I'm not in any way taken away from those who are interested in that it just doesn't interest me you can it's something that you can focus on it bonds and international bills of exchange you can definitely focus on it or you can focus on generating income for your private estate some people maybe can focus on both personally I don't have time because I, I, I know what I'm doing I, I, I know what's up with you know proper structures I know what's up with regards to generating wealth and wealth, money, if you if you are a proper steward of wealth, all it does is grow and grow and grow and grow. If you set up the proper and correct investments for your private estate, all it does is grow and grow and grow. We all start off low, small, discreet, however you want to, you know, classify it. We all do, unless you're super duper rich, which most of us, none of us are. I mean, if you were super duper rich, you would not be checking out this this podcast. This internet radio show, you know. But I am a testament, my family's a testament to the benefits of investing in your private education, properly structuring your private estate through contract trust entities. And setting up a private family foundation will put you head and shoulders above most people you know when it comes to wealth. Give give it your all. Get in the trustee train. Get your private estate set up. Then add to it a private family foundation. Give it four or five years and see where you're at. It's amazing. It's crazy, and in a lot of situations, it's unbelievable. 100% unbelievable. 
It'll change your life. But a lot of people talk about, you know, tax exempt, you know, WA being and, and, and not paying taxes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And I always tell them, look, I'm not too much worried about that. And they be like, why? Because I administer private family foundations. I administer trust. I'm not tripping on taxes. I let the entity be liable for the taxation. And using the proper structure, you know, and, and doing my job, my fiduciary job is to minimize the the, the the taxation, minimize the wealth eroding factors of the estate. And for me, it's quite simple. And, you know, that's just me, though. But this is the information I wanted to share with y'all. Tax-exempt private family foundations. You look around, you pay attention, you'll see. Once it's brought to your attention, you'll start seeing it. It's the same way if you buy a car, suddenly you start driving that car, and suddenly you start seeing a bunch of that same car everywhere. Like, man, I'm seeing this car everywhere. Why? Because you are paying attention. Because once you start utilizing that vehicle, you start recognizing that vehicle more and more. As I bring to your attention trust, estate, um, and foundations, you'll start recognizing foundations more in the public. You'll see, man, I've been hearing about these foundations for a while. It is part of the structure to perpetuate multi-generational wealth. It is part of maintaining control. Own nothing, control everything. Let the entity own it. And let the entity be liable. Like I said, a trust can disperse 100% of its taxable liability to its beneficiaries and therefore owe no tax. And a trust can donate 100% of its taxable income to a private charity. You want to zero out your taxation? Email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Get up in trustee training. Do some work. Focus. Be consistent. Be dedicated. And put forth the work. So what if you don't understand? So what if you don't know? You eventually will. There was a time where you didn't know how to read or write. There was a time where you didn't know how to do simple addition and subtraction, let alone multiplication and division. There was a time you didn't know how to ride a bike. There was a time you didn't know how to drive a car. There was a time you didn't even know how to walk. But you learned. What's the difference? What's the difference? I challenge everyone checking out this show to learn something that will benefit you and your family for multiple generations. And if it's not trust administration, private contract trust administration and private family foundations, I'm very interested to know what it is. I'm very interested to know what it is. I'm very interested. So there it is, y'all. Tax exempt 
Private Family Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spoken on this before. I think I went into more of, you know, other things. I'm just being plain and simple. 100% of his taxable liability to a, a private charity, a, a complex trust. 30% of the adjusted gross income to a private charity, an individual. A lot of people say, so I got a job, you know. Like, so? Should I go private? Should I set up my trust uh, for my estate? I think you should. I, I don't think you should worry about yourself and, and how much it's going to benefit you. I think you should definitely set up the estate for the posterity, for for your heirs, for those that will come after you and that have come after you. And once you set up your business trust, your asset trust, your family trust, you can establish a private family foundation. If you're working a job, you can donate 30% of your adjusted gross income every single year. That's the benefit. You're going to reduce your taxable income by 30% every single year. Every single year. If you make 60 grand a year, guess what? Donate 20 grand. Now you're only taxable on 40 grand and that's not even included deductions. That's before deductions. Depending on how you, you know, you do your dance. Hey. That's a tremendous reduction in tax exposure and guess what? The $20,000 is in a checking account that you are a signer on because you're the trustee of your own private family foundation. It's right there. It didn't go anywhere. It went from one pocket to the other pocket. In a figuratively speaking sense. It's absolutely ridiculous when you sit down and you think about it and you meditate on what I'm telling you and what I've been telling you. It becomes ridiculous. Some people sit down, think about it, meditate it, and they don't believe it. It's too good to be true. And that's why I started off by saying we are taught to believe things are out of our reach. This is not true. But it is known that if we believe it to be true, we make it true. It's up to you, 100%, for the love. Look, I'm going to go to the phone lines. Y'all want to chime in, press 1 on your keypad. I'm going to jump into the first caller. Area code 808-1390. That's 808-1390. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, Peace, so how you doing, man? It's Lee. Hey, what's up, Lee? How you doing? Peace. Bro, I'm good, bro. I, I don't even know how I got on the queue, but I appreciate it. I'm here now. Hey, what's up, though? How about the people? Um, Man, shoot, a whole lot of everything. I like how um you were talking on that crypto. Like, I wanted to ask you, um, as far as that, you think, like, cause it sounded like they were just, you know, trying to get more regulation, but... I mean, when you structure properly, do you think that really matters? It does not. Right now, a lot of those crypto wallets are only for individuals. 
But I know that businesses and trusts can set up PayPal accounts. So, you know, PayPal is doing that crypto dance and you can make make profits off of crypto if it's in the trust. You know, trusts are taxable on non-expensed and non-dispersed income. So if, if the income is expensed and then dispersed to its beneficiary, I mean, there's no taxes to pay. You can also assign, you can contractually assign wallets to a trust, even if it's in your personal name, your quote, your quote, personal name. You can assign the the wallet contractually to a trust so that the trust is responsible for it. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing once you understand, uh, you know, trust administration and, and what can and cannot be done. And what cannot be done is it's very little. It's honestly very little. Man, brother, you bro, you always laying it down. I just want to say, if somebody's first time listening to this, like, yo, <laughs> you talking to the right one. <laughs> That's all I know. But yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you. I appreciate the time, the energy, and the work. But you know, I'm I'm always listening, man. I'm in the I'm in the background. Hey man, appreciate you. Even though you know you accidentally got in the queue, man, that was a good question. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you chiming in, brother. Yes, sir. Peace, fam. All right, peace, fam. Okay, next caller. Uh, four zero four two six seven nine. Area code four zero four two six seven nine. Peace. What's your name? We calling from? Four zero four. Okay, there. Oh, wow. Well, hey, there went the whole switchboard, y'all. Um, wow, the whole switchboard just. Yep, that's amazing. How this? I mean, looks like we may be done taking callers. Uh, let me try again. Uh, our four four. I'm gonna try to come back. Six zero two nine seven zero five. Erico six zero two nine seven zero five. Peace. Which name are we calling from? <laughs> what's up, Albert? Oh, that works. Hey, what's up, Albert? How you doing, man? Peace. Doing well, doing well. Peace to the guys, everyone. Um, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, we're just trying to mind my business over here, do my home project, and kind of do some basic repairs. But you calling me out as always. <laughs> um, one thing is on my heart again today. Everything I, I got is always as left as I can give it. Um, we got pretty much a matriarch of our, uh, our family. She's laid up in the hospital right now, things like that. You know what I mean? We're just sending love and peace to Grandma there. And uh, according to what you're talking about, man, uh, Grandma taught us a lot. She really did. Biggest blessing. She's still kicking strong spirit, all that. Unfortunate, you know, ugly things coming up her health due to, you know, whatever it is. Well, my point, man, um, to try to give a little bit of correlation between what you're talking about and real life circumstances that, to where I can see and just once again, still trying to push myself and my family, comprehending the system very well, having seen it work in a few different areas and uh, in my continual studies, trying to see the, all the different places to where it's absolute dire necessity for myself and my family to button down in all these different areas. And with Grandma, you know, just a little history, she used to own her, most of her, 
entrepreneur to the bone. She used to own tax business, flower shops, all kinds of stuff out here uh, west of Phoenix, man. It was beautiful growing up, you know, seeing the whole family work like a well-oiled machine on one side of the street, you know, play around in the tax service, run across the street, go smell beautiful flowers in the flower shop, make pottery, do all the beautiful things that could be done. But there's a few things that she didn't know, like what we learning in the trust stuff to see where from her, you know, rough history of things that she had to uh, learn and accumulate in, in the painful manners, like we trying to prevent ourselves uh, to have to endure. Um, like just for example, you know, she would, I believe grandma want me to uh, uh, share this, um, you know, past story and experience to where she got hemmed up in a real rough way, you know, having that business, making you know, buku dollars, you know, taking care of employing many of folks in her entire small town and community, um, a pillar in her community. Uh, my grandparents, both of them, great-grandparents, all of them. Um, but unfortunately, there were some folks that were on her team um, that had been waiting to, I guess, do their dance in an ill-gotten way and then they uh basically in the tax business they they did her wrong and forged her signature on a lot of um really illegally set up tax businesses and this is okay to share you know it's already history it's already on the books you know 30 years past and um those two best friends of hers um, they got messed up by the money thing and grandma you know she knew what she knew very well you know she still knows her taxes and all that very well However, those individuals were able to take advantage of her and the entity that she had started and created, um, you know, multiple businesses in that town to once again employ um, a small community. And the way those two individuals, the way that they did her and created fraudulent um, business um, set her up for a failure. And... Um, she got federal charges, man. She's still to this day. She, she brag now. She's an OG in my mind. She really is. Uh, she brags. You know, she shows that she got to, to, to do what she had to do, even though they racked her up on federal, you know, she got federal issue, federal charge, things like that uh, for tax fraud. She handled herself very well. She, she could have went away for 20, 30 years, but she handled her estate well enough with what she knew but didn't quite have the same design and structure that I'm learning here on the foundation to protect herself, her assets, and her family the way that she would love to, to be able to keep the wealth that she generated. And, um, you know, those two individuals, they reap what they sow, and they sow, you know, to their demise in their own way uh, in natural causes, you know. Kudos to whatever power be that do what it do, you know. I'll leave it at that. But in this situation, the example I want to give to how dire important it is for myself and my family as well as everyone out here that is learning how important it is. I've been through the UCC stuff, the the sovereignty stuff, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Work it. There's all levels of safety. Another reason why So L comes in here on here, So L, not, you know, whatever his given name was because there's different ways to keep yourself safe in the levels of trust. So. Hey, brother. Um, the different levels of sovereignty is great. You know, debt discharge, learned it, been there, great. You know, you work it for what it is. But I'd rather be protected instead of get beat up a little bit 
and then go try to do some of that. If we can present ourselves with what we decide to do with in life and in business, pre- present ourselves, not let somebody present something before us with limited options. But if we present ourselves and design our life with the trust, as I'm still learning, um, and organize it correctly, we can, like Grams, not get hemmed up when you don't have 100% protection. That means there's a small window where somebody's not watching your back. They can get that knife and they can get you in the back. You know, it don't matter who it is, where it is, whether it's a personal issue, whether it's uh, a governmental attack or whatever it is. There's a million ways we can take it and get it in, from the back. And uh, any which way I can say uh, it shouldn't or don't feel good, uh, been there, done that, don't feel good, don't want to see it happen to anybody else. But in this occasion, you know, uh, Grandma still brags. She got three, three different bills that come to her house every year. One, um, and I've seen these bills on the table that are laid out back when I was a kid. One for like $3 million, one for 5 and one for $4 million owed. Uh, to the IRS for what the fraud that was placed on her behind her back in this situation. Then she learned a little bit of trust stuff to be able to protect herself and be able to continue to live life without living like 100% slaved out individual uh, now having this thing holding over her head. So that's a little bit of blessing that I've been able to see and learn from the entrepreneurs and the matriarchs and patriarchs in my family um, thus far. You know, unfortunately, um, education didn't continue down the path that we're learning now. Um, so in their elderly age, uh, they weren't able to continue a lot of things or did not continue because of not having those levels of protection and gotten beat up by those certain situations, having complete and total losses and having to start over again. She um, went through that. Um, her father-in-law went, went through that, which is the grandpa who lost the farm, millionaire lost the farm because the one month he didn't pay for his insurance, somebody T-boned him, and he was liable, lost millions of dollars in farmland. So all these different levels of protection are necessary. Folks don't believe in guns. Cool. Good for you, but what kind of protection do you want to have? Pray? Go ahead. That's the protection. I believe in all sorts of protection, spiritual, physical, however you want. But if you're going to walk down a place to where you see folks, once again, ready ready and willing with all of their you know, guns or whatever, you're going to walk down that road, okay, you want to get protected. You want to put on your vest. You want to get your entourage. You want this gun. You want your side piece. You want your machine gun. Whatever things that you could protect yourself with in the physical, if you're going to enter that realm, be ready to protect yourself. You ain't going to take your family down that damn road. You know, most of us don't want to. The reason why we're on here chopping it up. So once again, I'm encouraging y'all, once again, from my experience, my heart learning, my family's learning, our blood, legitimate blood, sweat, and tears. And blood don't just have to mean we, we, we bled for it. We waste, not that we waste life, if we had the experience, you know, weeks, days, months, and years that were lost, that's your blood, your breath. You know, it ain't worth it, man. I'm still trying to get out of working so damn hard, and this shit don't feel good, man. You know, to be completely exhausted, to not even have the energy to come spend with your, your children or in the book that you need some. You know, some people just trying to read a page out the Bible or a page out the what Bible you want to call the trust manual. Whatever it is to you, man, we got to figure out you, we, all of us in our own way and then collectively figure out a way to get together, get our energy up, get your stomach right, get your energy up, get your head right so that we're not running around here having manic moments, moments 
moments of craziness, trying to force ourselves with every last bit of energy just to read a page to figure out what this guy's talking about. It's like trying to work out everybody's New Year's resolution. All right, New Year again. Let's start working out now. Nah, man, nah. Let's just start by getting out. Getting out. Walk around your house. Walk up and down your block once or twice. Get that going before you try to jump into marathon. Set your goal long term. That's all fine and dandy, but it's one step at a time. You know, as much as I want to jump into the next three areas of study that I have to, not want to 100%, but have to, to be able to accomplish the goals I need to, I'm slowing down right now. I have to. I know how to go a million miles an hour. I think fast. I talk fast. I live fast. But now having family and, and, and goals to be able to buy my time instead of me out here laboring like the horse, the dog, the donkey, whatever it is, filling those rough ways to labor with my time properly. I want to spend 10, 20 hours of my time and labor a week uh, like I've already done previously, but do that with a method and then not be the only one laboring for that corporation that I do not own, once again, so that I can buy my time. Legitimately, that's all I'm doing. You know, I got baby on the way. Okay, cool. If I want time with that baby, who's going to give it to me? I got to take it. How am I going to take it? I got to be able to have money for time, so we got to buy the time. So personally, I got to get back to where I was when we had our last residence. I have my own office, everything, yada, yada. So now, revamping, sitting down, getting my office set up, have my own room, all of that, off to myself, family studies, things like that so that I could grind it out like I did when I fell in love with the site of freedom when I first had a taste when we got into the UCC and what we call the sovereignty community free man stuff things like that but this uh and the trust class to me I'm not gonna say it's more important but at the same time it is because it holds again the foundation that's going to build what I need to stand on to be able to protect myself and my family so we don't have to go through that shit again. So my, so, so if my wife is to be the matriarch and I'm supposed to be the patriarch of my family one day, my grandchildren don't have to hear about their granddad uh, and their grandma, you know, getting hemmed up by getting stabbed in, stabbed in the back. There was no room to be stabbed in the back. We had a radius of protection around us. We had our entourage, a.k.a. our trust, protecting us. You know, these charitable foundations so that nobody can say we're doing anything fraudulent if everything's on paper. We're, we're dealing arm's length dealing, meaning we're not going into the pot and taking money out and running out the way. No, you don't go take money from the pot. You let the money go and flow where it's supposed to be. So once again, it, it goes from one pocket to the other. But if you reach into the wrong pocket, you can get yourself hurt. So learning it, feeling it, going through it, appreciating it for what it is. Uh, just still encouraging everybody once again through sad sorrow stories yada yada but i gotta share screw time you know grams she don't have all her trust and everything set up the way that i wish um was afforded to me to be able to do everything for them um so unfortunately if they don't have all their stuff set up there's a lot of folks that when their time comes if they don't have any backup that's why we see all of us out here doing car washes just to be able to afford to put our folks in the ground that ain't a good feeling. Been there, done that 10 years ago also. I buried my brother. To do a car wash to, with, with with your family and a man's children and all that just to raise enough funds to be able to put them in the ground, you know, there's a humbling experience, but there ain't no fun about that. Ain't no fun, you know. Do what you got to do, but there's lots of levels. Fear, let this shit scare you. Go ahead, run away, drink your milk, go to sleep like the rest of the babies. Been there, done that. 
we gotta sit up, we gotta stand up, take a step, you know, put the juice down. Whatever your juice, whatever your thing is, put it down. Take one step, breathe, shut your mouth and stop making excuses and take a deep breath and breathe. Because if you take one second to breathe, then you have two seconds to think. If you think just one more time, it's a lot better than just talking and making excuses. So I'm having to build my office and do what I got to do so that I can dive and delve deep into my studies the, the way I used to love to do, organize, get these different entities started correctly now with the team that is being built uh, with each member with their own specific task, everyone knowing their duty. Once you build a team and everybody knows their duty, it's the same thing as having a wife and a kid. You know what I mean? It don't matter who's the breadwinner. It don't matter who's taking out the trash. It don't matter who's cleaning the toilet. As long as everybody knows their goals, there ain't no reason to fuss and fight about it. Oh, okay, yeah, we might need a mind or something. Hey, hey, look at the list. Where you at? Oh, okay, it is my day to do the trash. It is my day to do the dishes, whatever it is. You know, it is my day to take care of myself. Every day is a day to take care of myself, but it's much better when you get blessed to be able to to have ones, no matter how big or small, support you. You know, you support them and they know it and they see it. Uh-oh. Yeah, we got somebody preaching up in here. Tell them that. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, this is my support group right here. You know, as much as I'd like to unwind as they say some days um only way i can unwind is one step at a time so i appreciate my crew here appreciate y'all out here still listening and appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to share my life man just like you sharing your life because these scars come with a price we just got to comprehend if we want another scar next to that scar just to say look at this scar or one scar is enough two stars enough how many times are we going to scar ourselves up y'all so keep pushing Keep stepping, handling business. Much love for my family, our experience, our pride, our pain, and our humbleness, our humility, everything we got, it comes up here. And I appreciate y'all, man. So, all, all positive energies. Anybody want to send away to the matriarch of our family? She can use a little bit of that right now because she has showed us how to live strong and be free in our own ways um, and know that everything is in due season. So, you know, much love, y'all. Appreciate it, so. Hey, man, appreciate you calling in, Albert. Thank you, and, you know, I will all of the best to you and your family, and I trust that, you know, the matriarch of your family, you know, gets gets well, gets better. So I definitely appreciate you adding to the foundation. Thank you, man. Thank you for your will, man. We'll see you. Peace to the gods. All right, and on that note, let's wrap it up. You know, I always appreciate... You know, the OGs coming in and, and, and dropping in and adding to the foundation. Thank you very much. I trust that y'all, you know, I trust you got something from the show. A little something, It's all To me, it's all about what what I build for the family. So, you know, the, the me as, a, uh, as an individual, my individual success, my individual wants no longer are... are important you know I got family to take care of I got family to think about I got multiple generations coming after me and you know part of setting up that private family estate is you know establishing and being the proper steward of that private family foundation and 
The benefits are innumerable Beyond measure But you know We got to be willing to do the work Nothing comes for free And once again We're taught to believe things are out of our reach This is not true But it is known That if we believe it to be true We make it true So what you, we got to think about What are the things that, that you believe What are the things that we believe And are these beliefs Sustainable Are these beliefs Beneficial To you And your family Or are they detrimental To you and your family We're just trying to raise the vibration Here at the foundation We're trying to uplift fallen humanity That's the work And we are just looking to Help put you and your family In a better position And we know It comes with family unification As well as You know Family finance So I'm, I'm, my, my mission is to Educate With regards to these structures With regards to these possibilities And you know For those that can hear I trust that you hear what I'm saying So if you so choose You know Shoot me an email Admin at welcome to the foundation.com Just how it sounds, no slang Welcome to the foundation.com Is the website And As far as I'm concerned it's, It's past time to invest In our private education It's past time To stop thinking selfishly Just about ourselves as individuals And start thinking as a family unit The most powerful people on this planet Have the support of their families And that's that's just a given. So understanding the family foundation, that was what we're doing in this show. But you know, we wax poetic over here about complex contract entities. And, you know, the foundation itself is a contract entity. It's essentially the structure of a trust with the, the public as the beneficiary. And it has a charitable purpose within the governing instrument itself. And it's something I, I suggest you look into it. Private Family Foundation. Do some searches on it. Find out for yourself the power of this entity and private contractual entities. And like I said, if you if, if there's any way that I can assist your family and you, email me. Admin at private um, <laughs> wow. Admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. And, you know, I am at your service. But time on earth is precious and very limited. And I I feel, I know that it's time to start spending time on the things that we value and the things that we love. And some of us need to spend time or invest time functionally exploring our values. I think it's very important. 
But with that being said, I appreciate y'all checking out the foundation this evening. Do yourself a favor. Check out welcometothefoundation.com. Sign up for the email list, exclusive content and offers only for email list subscribers. Check out the education tab. Get your learn on PDF section tab. Get your learn on. And if you so choose, you can book a consultation, make a donation, all from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. We got a discord server. The foundation has a discord server. If you're into that, you can email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com to get access. I suggest you email secretary at welcome to the foundation.com because she will hit you back sooner than I will. I guarantee it. But yo, the discord is doing its dance as well as, you know, we're on clubhouse every Tuesday for now for let's talk Tuesdays. Clubhouse is for iPhones only. It's invite only, but if you would like an invite, email secretary at welcome to the foundation.com. We'll get you sorted. But you know, from the website to the Instagram to the Twitter to the Facebook page to the Discord server to the internet radio show that we do every Wednesday as well as the clubhouse that we do on Tuesdays. It's a lot of different ways to connect with the foundation, a lot of different ways to get this information. And I highly suggest that you plug in, you know, link in, sync up, tap in. So with that being said, man, I love y'all. I really do. This is why I do this every single week. I really, really appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I want what's best for you. You only need the three B's to change your life. Believe in yourself and what you want and that you can have what you want. Begin to take steps and to do the things to achieve what you want and what you desire. Maintain that consistency and dedication over time and you will become what you are looking to become. Whether that's successful, whether it's rich, whether it's wealthy, whether it's uh, uh, famous, whatever it is you're looking to do. Three B's, believe, begin, become. Sounds simple, but it does take work. And with that being said, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I really do. I believe in you. If no one else does, if you can't count to 10 you can count on the foundation to be here you know what I mean to continue to do this dance every single Wednesday here on High Frequency Radio Network and I look forward to assisting you in your private transition so I, I highly suggest you email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com have a great week have a productive week have a luxurious week. Do good things. Think good and positive thoughts. You deserve it. And make sure that you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night as it is very important as we transition. And I look forward to catching y'all next week. Same time. Same spot, the foundation here on high frequency radio network.com. I am your host, So L, 
and it has been a pleasure as always. And I look forward to catching you in the private or catching you next week here on the foundation. As I said, enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, and I'll catch you next time. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.